YouTube censors the Nelk podcast that featured Donald Trump, and this will be a giant red pill event, and I'll explain to you why and how this will red pill an entire generation. Facebook and Instagram temporarily allow calls for violence against the Russians, and House Republicans work to reclassify MS-13 as a terrorist organization, and the Democrats are probably not going to back that because uh, why would they treat their own voters that way? But anyway, guys, before we get into this, please drop us your like, subscribe to the notifications on new video every single day. If you can listen to the flips of the show, the Joey Saladino show and all the podcast apps, go there right now and click that subscribe button. Yeah, but you were on the Full Send podcast for an hour. Uh, you made them number one on all of YouTube podcasts. You reached over six, nearly six million views, and then immediately YouTube removed the video. Uh, I, I guess if your name's Donald Trump, you get canceled. If you're an Ayatollah in Iran and you threaten to wipe Israel off the map, you don't get canceled. Maybe you can explain that to me. Well, it's the Nelk boys that I was asked to do that by a tremendous guy named Dana White. You know Dana White of UFC, and he said, would you oh, yeah, do an guy. interview with him? And they're hot as a pistol, and they have, like, I guess the top show or something. And so I did it, and it was we had a lot of fun. It was a half hour or so, and it became uh, very much a sensation. I guess they had six million hits in a very short period of time. It was the number one they've ever done. And then I told them, I said, don't worry, it'll be taken down because I'm doing it. It'll be taken down. We talked about very good things, and we talked about a lot of policy, good policies, including energy independence and all of that. And uh, I just heard a little while ago they got taken down. This is not a free press. Big tech is a disaster. And our country is a much different place. What they're doing is really terrible. This is what they do in Russia. You know, if you look at Russia, Russia doesn't know. The people in Russia, they don't even know that they're fighting a war with Ukraine because they have no press. But we don't have a press either. We don't have a press either where they can do that. We had a very good conversation. Four young guys, great People, great, and, you know, hot show. Dana White only knows about hot. And uh, this was the best show they've done, I guess, in terms of views by many times. And they actually took it down. And really what it... So in case you guys don't know, Trump was on the Nelk Boys podcast. They're a very large show, and they really reach the youth, I'd say, around high school to college-age kids is their big demographic. Like, if you're in high school or college-age, you know who the Nelk Boys are. So that's a, 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 a new... Uh, demographic of this country who will be voting in the next election. And what do they see? They see their favorite creators, people they look up to, interview the former president. And they loved it. They absolutely loved it. They loved Trump. Trump, like everything that I see on TikTok and Instagram of people reposting clips of this is how everybody, like the Nelk Boys fans, thought Trump was so cool. And this, let's read the story first before I get into how this is the counterculture and stuff. So YouTube pranksters, uh, the Nelk Boys, recently interviewed former President Donald Trump on their Full Send podcast. During the podcast, they discussed politics, particularly the ongoing conflict in Ukraine, as well as alleged election fraud. After receiving more than 5 million views on YouTube, the entire episode was deleted by YouTube in, in uh, the continuation uh, con of, of their silence of the president's, okay, whatever. Uh, whatever happened to free speech in this country, incredible, but not surprisingly, the big tech lunatics have taken down my interview of the very popular Nelk Boys so that nobody can watch it or in any way listen to it, Trump said in a statement. It seems, though, before the episode was even aired, Trump knew it would be taken down. Trump was right, the co-founder of Nelk said, as the show, uh, as it showed deleted. Interestingly, uh, on the show, I told them 
that this would happen. Okay, we, we already heard what he said. So someone tweeted out, YouTube has deleted the Nelk Boys podcast with Donald Trump and had 5 million views in 24 hours. It probably had more than that, to be honest with you. The idea of completely stripping a former president of his voice seems dystopian. Donald Trump was a 45th president and the leader of the free world for four years. He is, n- he is now no longer. We allowed content with sufficient educational, documentary, scientific, and artistic content, which the video we removed did not provide. YouTube said in a statement, clearly, this can't be the case, considering the interview is a documentation of comments made by a former president. YouTube is also packed full of content that adds value to none of these categories. In fact, most of YouTube is pure entertainment. With this line of reasoning, YouTube could take down Nelk's entire channel. Obviously, the rules are a sliding scale. They put out these rules that can be interpreted in any which way they want, and they'll interpret it the way they want because they do not want Donald Trump out there to have a voice on the things that he's saying. It's okay for them to talk about for the last six years about how Putin stole the election in favor of Donald Trump. That's 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 approved speech. But God forbid you say anything about the most recent election that happened. You'll be completely booted off the internet. Now, it is clear It is obvious, it's painfully obvious that the left does not want Trump to go out there and do these types of interviews. This is why they're trying to cancel Joe Rogan. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Trump on the Joe Rogan podcast soon. I would not be surprised because when you give Trump a form and a medium to sit there and talk and be real and have some fun, people see that and they like it. They gravitate towards it because they saw four years of six years of nonstop coverage of anti-Trump, anti-Trump, Trump bad, Trump this, Trump that. And then they see him in an interview and they're like, wow, this guy's actually kind of cool. Just like what happened when he was giving his daily press conferences about the COVID thing. People saw that and were like, wow, I thought I hated Trump. I don't think I hate him as much as I do now. So they stopped airing it. They know this. They're trying to hide the real Trump from you because the real Trump is a Trump that most Americans would like. Now, when he goes on the Nelk Boys podcast, the Nelk Boys, I'll consider them a bit of counterculture. They created their own brands, and they're you know they're making tons of money doing their own thing. They they really don't fall in line with the conventional standard of who's famous. I'll consider them in a very similar category as Joe Rogan, uh, but for I'll say for a younger crowd maybe. And when Trump's on there, like they're very pro Trump and they're very pro freedom of speech. And when Trump comes on there. It's it's just it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool to see that that a couple of young guys on YouTube can just sit down with the president and have a podcast. And the fact that the president would go and sit down with them and hang out and chat and talk. It's cool. It it and then when YouTube deletes it and they're talking about big tech censorship and the establishment and the mainstream media, all this stuff, and then all of a sudden that podcast gets deleted. That just solidifies that Trump is the counterculture. You got all these angsty, rebellious teens and young adults, and they're seeing what's going on, and they're seeing what's happening, and it's solidifying that Trump is the counterculture. You want to be punk? You want to be cool? You want to be rebellious? Well, guess what? That's being a conservative. That's being a Republican to a certain extent. That's being pro-MAGA. That's being pro-Trump because all the establishments at B— trillions of dollars worth of industry is anti-Trump and trying to censor him. So do you want, are are you part of the counterculture? Are you part of the establishment machine? That's the big question asked right now. And I hate to break it to you. If, if, if you think you are the counterculture and you're putting Ukrainian flags in your bio and stop Asian hate and stop 
blah, 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 and he, her, she, him, whatever it is, be Black Lives History Month, Women's History, oh, I'm sorry, but that's not the counterculture at all. That's literally just corporate gobbledygook that they just throw on top of shit. So you're not part of the counterculture if you believe in that stuff, I can tell you that much. But Facebook and Instagram will temporarily allow calls for violence against Russians. Now, real quick, now if, if Russians were non-white, this entire... Uh, Everything around the narrative of this war that's going on, if Russians were non-white, would be completely different. We would be getting hashtag trends. We'll be getting national holidays. We'll get entire months dedicated to hashtag stop Russian hate. Uh, but Russia is white, so don't expect any of that stuff. So let's read. Facebook and Instagram is reportedly allowing temporary calls for violence against Russians and Vladimir Putin amid the war in Ukraine. Ruggers, uh, Trump is to temporarily allow posts calling for violence against Russians Calls for Putin's death. According to internal emails, uh, on March 10th, Meta will allow calls for violence against Russians in the context of Russians' war against Ukraine. They reported that Thursday, the users of the two platforms in some countries can share violent posts in the context of the Ukrainian invasion, according to obtained emails. The emails note that calls for violence against Russian soldiers are permitted because they are used as a proxy for the Russian military. Uh, they allege that Meta is, is also temporarily allowing some posts that call for the death of the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, or Belarus president, in countries including Russia, Ukraine, and Poland. Uh, calls for Putin and whatever and the other guy's death are allowed unless the content, uh, they can, unless they contain other targets or have two indicators of credibility, such as location or method. Facebook silenced, someone tweeted this out, Facebook silenced Trump, banned him for good from their platform for allegedly inciting an insurrection. Today, Facebook is encouraging people around the world to call for violence on the Russians and call for the, the death of the Russian and Belarus presidents. Unprecedented levels of hypocrisy. Now we get it. There's a war and, you, and, and there's a war and you can say this man bad, but ah, you have rules at the same time. You have rules that are not being pro not being enforced. They're, they're, the rules are being enforced in line with whatever agenda is being pushed at that particular point in time. Whether the agenda is true or not doesn't matter. It, it, it then goes with these big tech companies. With men, many of these multi-billion dollar and trillion dollar industries is they have set rules and then they bend the rules according to what's what they like at that particular time and that's exactly what we're seeing here so meta spokesperson andy stone said as a result of the russian invasion in ukraine we have temporarily made allowances uh for form of political expression that would normally violate our rules like violent speech such as death to the russian invaders we still won't allow credible calls for violence against russian civilians so credible calls for violence so you know if you say something like death to the russians that's i guess that's okay but allow credible calls for violence against Russian citizens. I don't know what really classifies as credible. Maybe someone who, who actually has the power to do such. I don't know. Uh, Facebook's violence and incitement policy says, while we understand that people commonly express disdain or disagreement by threatening or calling to violence in a non-serious way, we remove language that incites or facilitates serious violence. The countries where the policy has been applied are, uh, okay, I can't even read these countries. Uh, Russia and Ukraine is on that list as well. Um, but hey, 
I mean, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, you have rules. I, I get it in the context of, I guess, a historical context, it does make sense. Like, if you say something like, so-and-so should have been assassinated, blah, 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 when it happened. Like, I get the historical uh, context of certain things, but we're experiencing stuff right now in complete and total real time. Now, I wonder if you if you called for the death of other individuals that are terrorists, I wonder if that would be considered speech of hate or get removed. I don't really know. It is a very difficult time, but regardless, if they're going to have that type of policy, at the very least, Trump should be allowed back on the platform. Uh, so House Republicans are working to reclassify MS-13 as a terrorist organization. Now, obviously, the Democrats are going to oppose this because why on earth would they ever treat their own vo voters in such a way? Just like how we, you know, we went Antifa and all their other terrorist organizations that support the Democrat Party. Or, or enemies to America. So let's read. Republicans in the House of Representatives has organized legislation that would designate the notorious street gang MS-13 as a foreign terrorist uh, organization. Now, I could understand the position of, oh, these shouldn't be identified as terrorists. They're just a gang, blah, 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 whatever. But I do think that there is another side to this coin. Uh, in making them a terrorist organization, that's because they're also coming from a foreign land and they're coming in here and they're wreaking havoc. And also... I'm assuming, and we'll read more, that that designation would put more enforcement on such, would open up the door for more enforcement. But let's read. Exclusive House Republicans introduced legislation to designate MS-13 as a foreign terrorist organization. The bill was introduced by Virginia Rep. Uh, Bob Good. MS-13 is currently classified as a transnational criminal organization. However, the new legislation would make the gang an FTO. This change is classification would provide the government with a much broader options when persecuting violence from gang members. The Daily Caller reported, Good is his co-sponsors, uh, Good and his co-sponsors, believe that MS-13 poses a threat to the safety and security of the U.S. citizens and the national security of the country and should be designated as an FTO. The legislation comes as the MS-13 gang members was found guilty in February for killing a teenager in 2017 in Virginia, in Lynchburg, Virginia. The gang operates nationwide and internationally. MS-13 only, uh, not only recruits foreign nationals, but also young Americans looking to start a life of crime. The organization has roughly 10,000 members in America, as well as thousands more abroad. Let's read, um, here's a quote. The Biden administration's anti-American immigration policies has failed to prioritize the safety and security of the American people, favored illegal aliens, and created an out-of-control border crisis. This president's uh, open border policy has allowed MS-13 to infiltrate cities around the United States infecting American communities with violence and drugs, Rep. Good said in a statement. What? But that's the thing. Democrats really do not care who comes into the border. They don't really care who's flooding in. They really don't care if it's going to lead to deaths in local communities. They really don't care because all that they want is people. They, they just want people to flood in. It's almost like the Democrats want chaos. It's almost like they want inflation. It's almost like they want economic destruction. It's almost like they want World War III to constantly be on the horizon. Everything that we said was going to happen is happening, and it's getting worse and worse, and more of what we said is going to happen is happening. Every single day, more bad things keep happening. I, I will be surprised if this country lasts until Trump can get into another term. I would be honestly surprised at this point. 
But anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Please drop the video a like, subscribe to Impulse Vacations on new video every single day. If you can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps, go there right now and click that subscribe button. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.